What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I want to talk about the five poker hands that everyone screws up. Let's jump right into it. All right guys, so there's five particular poker hands that I've seen from coaching hundreds of people at the smaller stakes in particular, that they have the most trouble with. And many of the hands on this list as well, I struggle with myself. These are difficult hands to play, and I'm also gonna run you through the best practice with each of these hands in this video to give you the best game plan, the best strategy to win the most with these hands and lose the least. So without further ado, counting down from five to one, these are the top five poker hands that everyone screws up. All right, so coming in at number five, probably no shock to anyone, is going to be Ace-Queen, everybody's favorite hand to hate. And the biggest problem here is that most people massively overplay this hand. Guys, what you need to know about Ace-Queen in particular, even if it's suited, is that this is not a premium hand. Now, you're gonna hear me mention premium hand a lot through this video, so I just wanted to find that right off the top. For me personally, a premium hand is ace-king, pocket aces, pocket kings, pocket queens, and pocket jacks, essentially. These are the hands that when you get into one of those raise, raise, re-raise wars versus any kind of decent, normal thinking opponent who's watching videos like this, who takes the game seriously, especially in small or mid-stakes games, that's probably one of the hands that they have. And Ace-Queen does very, very poorly against this range. It's somewhere down in 20% or 30% equity, something like that. Not very good. So what is the best way to actually play Ace-Queen? Well, typically you want to raise or re-raise preflop. I'm gonna say for every single hand on this list, you should be raising if you're first into the pot. This is a fundamental part of my poker strategy. By the way, if you want to know my complete strategy, I would recommend downloading my free poker cheat sheet. That'll be the top link in the description below. There are charts included in it that show you exactly what hands to play from every single position. You'll also learn in it that I always raise if I'm first in the pots. So all of the hands on this list, we're always gonna be raising if we're first in, but we should also re-raise with ace-queen because while it's not a premium hand, it's still a strong hand. Most importantly, guys, you wanna play this hand cautiously post-flop. And post-flop means flop, turn, and river. So specifically, actually, let me mention pre-flop again. Do not four-bet versus decent regular opponents. Like I said, if you get into a raise, raise, re-raise war pre-flop, especially against decent thinking opponents, you're probably going to be in bad shape. But now after the flop, you also need to be very careful with this hand on highly coordinated boards such as queen, jack, nine, rainbow, rainbow meaning three different suits. But even if there was two diamonds on this board or something like that, it doesn't really change things a lot. What we're talking about when I say coordinated here, I'm talking about a board like this where there's so many possibilities for two pair hands, for made straights, for sets, and so on. Let me just run through a couple of the hands that easily have us beat on this board, even though we have top pair. King 10 is a flop straight. Eight 10 is also a flopped straight. There are many two pair possibilities such as queen jack, jack nine, queen nine. There are set possibilities with pocket queens, pocket jacks, pocket nines. I think you guys get the idea. Be careful on boards like this where there's a lot of possibilities, ways for you to beat. All right, moving on to hand 
number four that everyone screws up, which is pocket eights. Now, once again, guys, what you need to understand about pocket eights, this is not a premium hand. We already went through the list of what premium hands is. And so pocket eights typically plays well in small and medium sized pots. You should typically not play a big pot with pocket eights unless you hit your set on the flop. Example, flop, king, eight, four. So the best way to play pocket eights is typically to raise preflop, we already went through that, or to just call a raise. I really actually do not like re-raising with this hand preflop very often because it just has so much value if we hit a set like we just talked about on the flop. Sets are incredibly strong in poker, guys, because they're very, very well hidden. Nobody's gonna look at that board of king, eight, four and be scared at all if they've got a hand like king, queen because there's no obvious three of a kind of possibility. So that's why I love trying to get a cheaper flop with some of these middle pocket pair hands like pocket ace because you can potentially win a massive flop. But once again, guys, you wanna play this hand cautiously post-flop. Remember, eight out of nine times, you are not going to hit your set on the flop. And most of the time, there's going to be at least one overcard, meaning nine or above, a card that your opponent could have potentially hit that gives them a higher pair. So you want to play this hand cautiously, guys. One thing to remember about pocket eights is that it is an excellent bluff catcher. And what I mean by a bluff catcher is that it is a hand that is best played with a check call. Let them bluff off their missed ace queen, for example, and you just call with your pocket eights, depending on the board, of course, and depending on the player type, but that is the best manner to play this hand. Let's move on to hand number three that everybody screws up, which is nine eight suited. So guys, a hand like nine eight of diamonds is really looking to hit a big flop. This is where a lot of people go wrong with this hand. Let me define a big flop first. So if you have nine eight of diamonds, a big flop would be 10 of diamonds, seven of spades and three of diamonds. You've got a flush draw, you've got an open-ended straight draw. You've got about 15 outs or something like that on this board, which is statistically a favorite versus top pairs. If somebody had a hand like ace 10, for example, on this flop, you're actually a statistical favorite. You're nearly 60% to win with your massive combo draw here with the nine eight of diamonds. But of course, guys, most of the time we do not hit the flop like this. In fact, two out of three times, you're not gonna hit anything on the flop with your nine eight suited. And most of the time when you do hit the flop, you're just going to hit some sort of weak top pair, weak middle pair, etc. So guys, best way to play this hand, raise, of course, if you're first into the pot preflop or just call a raise preflop. I will say I will sometimes light three bet with this hand preflop. And what I mean by that is that this is part of my re-raise bluffing range. I talk about this at length in my brand new Elite Poker Training University. 17 plus hours of advanced poker training, dozens and dozens of cheat sheets showing you exactly how to play in every single situation, hundreds of hand history three examples I'll include links to enroll in the description below. But the bottom line, guys, is that if you do not smash the flop with 9-8 suited, you must play this hand cautiously. Do not play a big pot, for example, with just top pair or middle pair with this hand. We don't play 9-8 suited, guys, to hit top pair because it is so easy for you to be out kicked, for example, with a hand like Ace-9, for example, that has a better kicker if, if the nine comes on the flop. So guys, play this hand cautiously unless you nail the flop. 
All right, so the runner-up for poker hand that everyone screws up is gonna be ace-nine suited. So guys, a hand like ace-nine of spades is a common trap hand for many amateurs. And what I mean by trap hand is that it gets them in all sorts of sticky situations, and they end up losing a lot of money often with this hand, and that's because what you guys need to understand is that this hand cannot compete with any quote-unquote real ace. What I mean by a real ace is ace-king, ace-queen, ace-jack, ace-ten. If the ace comes on the flop, guys, you are in really, really bad shape versus all of these hands. You're only going to have something like 15, 20% to win. But for a lot of amateurs, they look at that and they're like, wow, I have top pair though. And they end up playing a medium to big size pot, not understanding that they're in bad shape, especially versus a tighter player who has a strong range and has a hand like ace-queen or ace-king that is way in front. So best way to play this hand, guys, once again, raise if you're the first person into the pot pre-flop this is literally a rule for me in any situation or just call a raise pre-flop if somebody's already raised it i will say that this is another hand that is sometimes in my light three betting range again i talk about that in extensive detail in my new elite poker training university links in the description below Bottom line, guys, you must play this hand cautiously if you only hit top pair or middle pair or something like that. This hand's very similar to 9-8 suited. You want to smash the flop. You want to hit two pair. You want to hit pair plus a flush draw. You want to hit flush draw with two overs. Something really, really strong like that. Be careful with this hand, guys. All right, guys, so the number one hand that everybody screws up should probably come as no surprise to anyone. I'm sure you already guessed it. It's, of course, pocket jacks everybody's hand that is a great hand but we all hate the most so guys pocket jacks yes it is a premium hand in fact i think it's the only premium hand on this list however if one of those tight players that you often encounter in today's small and mid stakes games if they want to go all in pre-flop versus you you're often going to be in really bad shape and i should mention that throughout this entire video i'm really speaking about cash games or the early stages of tournaments where the stack sizes are around 100 big blinds. If you are in the later stages of a tournament or a sit and go where your stack size is 20 big blinds, 30 big blinds, that changes the math completely. A lot of the hands on this list are all in pre-flop just due to the smaller stack sizes. But in any kind of normal situation where you're relatively deep stacked, if you decide to go all in pre-flop versus a tight player, they're often going to show up with pocket aces, pocket kings, pocket queens, and sometimes ace king which you're only a coin flip against so really bad news so guys the best way to play pocket jack is of course to raise if you're the first person into the pot and often to just haul a raise pre-flop this is where a lot of people go wrong is they just three bet every single time if somebody's already raised and guys it's really okay to just flat call pre-flop with pocket jacks pocket jacks is an excellent hand to disguise the strength of your hand pre-flop makes a brilliant bluff catcher especially against tighter players who you know are on a very tight range so of course we want to three bet with this hand from time to time but it's very situation dependent i will often three bet more heavily in late position battles because the ranges tend to be wider again i talk about that in more detail in all my poker books my training course and so on and the last thing you need to understand with pocket jacks is guys be careful on a flop like 10 9 5 rainbow or if it's double 
double suited, triple suited, whatever. These are the kind of flops that a lot of amateurs get themselves into trouble with, especially versus tight players, because what they don't realize is that nothing has changed, especially if you're in a three bet pot versus a tight player. Let's look at a flop like this, guys. What are we actually beating here? Well, we're not beating aces, kings, queens. They're still ahead of us. Nothing has changed. And even if this player had pocket nines or pocket tens, I hope you guys can see looking at the flop here, we're in really, really bad shape versus those hands. So you're basically just hoping that this tight player happens to be on their ace king or their ace queen in this situation, because that's literally the only hand that we are a decent favorite against. So guys, be careful even if you hit an over pair with this hand, especially versus tight players, obviously versus recreational players and loose aggressive players, things do change a lot. So everything in poker, of course, is incredibly dependent on the player type. As I hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode. If you want to know my complete strategy for beating small and mid stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain79.com. And also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm putting out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with blackrain79.com.